Welcome to Tarot for the Wild Soul, Deep Conversations in Tarot Medicine for Your Highest Evolution. I'm your host, Lindsay Mack. Thank you so much for being with me today. Um, man, well, we made it through that moon, and what an initiation that was. We are officially out of eclipse season, I think, as of today, as of recently, and we only have a week left of Mercury being retrograde. It goes direct next week. So things are looking up, even though the shadow period of Mercury retrograde is hard for me. I'm grateful for it. Um, yeah, so excited to be here as things continue to uh, spiral out and change and grow and bloom. This is a Wild Soul Lesson episode, and um, my topic for today is something I've been wanting to do for a little while, but like haven't just because I've felt more inspired or drawn to talk about other things. I want to talk to you today about the kind of sacred mountain of the tower, so to speak, like the um, really the tree. So it's really kind of considering the tower as a holy tree and talking about the levels of tower. Um, first of all, I've not really honored tower with its own episode. And, um, I feel like we're all, you know, it's very, and, and it's a good thing that it's very, uh, beautiful that so many people now, are starting to talk more about the tower and starting to be like, Hey, it's not what you thought it was. Here's, here's really what it is. And there's so much good medicine on the tower that I've sort of been hesitant to talk about it because I think it's really being spoken about pretty beautifully. And, um, I've always appreciated the medicine of the tower because I live it all the time. So I, I know where it can get you if you're willing to surrender to it, which can be so hard and not like get you as in like, what, what can it get you? But, um, I know where it can place you. I know where the movement can take you can, cause it's taken me to all the places that I've gone, you know? So having said that, I have not yet shared about the levels of tower, which has been a lesson of mine for years. And I want to, because it can really help in working with this idea, not only of the tower, but of change to kind of open us up to this idea of there being levels. And it can be very helpful to figure out what we're dealing with. So I'm happy because tower really deserves its own episode, I think. Let's first of all, talk about the tower. So the tower is our 16th card in the majors, number seven. It is our second card in the third line, and it runs in a parallel line with High Priestess, the Hermit, and then the Tower, which is pretty epic to think about. We're basically saying we go inside, we honor our truth, we listen to our voice, 
we go inside, we pause in the hermit, we go one step at a time. And then the next step is tower. So working with the vertical line, tower is the most advanced act of working with divine energy that we can offer ourselves. Because the high priestess invites us into the idea that we have even a connection with spirit. Like the magician works with spirit to create, to manifest, to bring things up and out of itself. And it's just as worthy and magnificent as high priestess. But high priestess is different because it has to do both with the reality of us confronting the fact that we have these channels and that we can drop in with spirit and that that connection can be very potent and very rich and also very multi-layered and mysterious. But it also starts introducing us to the idea that there are mysteries that we can connect to both in the world and in ourselves. We have this connection to the divine mother, like as in triple goddess, made a mother crone. We have this connection to this idea of being in our maidenhood, in our motherhood years, in our crone years, regardless of whether we identify as, as um, cis female or whether we um, identify with any aspect of, like if, if we're like, I'm not, I do not identify with maiden or mother or anything. There are times in life that are maiden where we're young, where we're honoring ourselves, where we're letting ourselves be wild and free, where we're moving through the massive and beautiful gifts of being open and wild and getting to know ourselves. There are times when we're called to drop in and root and nurture, whether we have children of our own or not. That's our motherhood year. Like I'm not a parent myself, but I'm in my motherhood time. Like I'm no longer a maiden. Um, and that's not because someone told me. It's because I recognize those subtle shifts in myself. Like, oh yeah, like I have transitioned fully out of maiden. Like there's no part of me that that is drawn there. And there are people who are older than me who are in maiden. So it's not about age. It's just about noticing where you are. And then cronehood is, you know, our elder years. And that is wherever we, wherever we find ourselves in that. It could be when we're in our fifties, we feel like we're starting into crone years and we could not feel that way until we're in our eighties. So there's a lot of beauty in starting with that. That's high priestess too is those subtle experiences as she wears the crown of Hathor on her head. The cross is on the high priestess's chest and the Smith Rider weight, which has to do with religious mysteries, mysteries of kind of the patriarchy. <clears throat> and then her dress kind of turning into water with a moon at her feet. These are the mysteries of nature. And the Torah that she's holding is like, I don't know, the equivalent um, in not really an equivalent, but sort of an equivalent of an Akashic records. It's everything that's ever been, everything that ever will be. The high priestess card is so powerful because it asks us to recognize not that she is outside of us in the form of a teacher or someone that we idolize. She's in us. 
that really she flies in the face of traditional religion because it states that you need God, you need to accept Jesus, you need this, and you don't need anything. You'd need you. (laughs) You who were born with an absolutely profound and worthy connection to source. Everybody was. We lose it. We're not really aware of what we're hearing. We ignore it, but everyone's got it. Everybody's intuitive. Um, She's our first step into recognize there's something bigger here and you have access to it. Then the hermit in the line underneath is about having enough subtle wisdom locked into us to pause when we need to. So the hermit is funny because it's not really like the old man in the mountain as a lot of people think it is. It's also not really, again, a figure that's wiser than you. It is the elder part of us coming in and taking the wheel. We don't always have to consult, and this all relates to the tower. I'm getting somewhere with this, but we don't always have to consult our cards or our pendulum or drop in, believe it or not, to kind of know when to do or not do something. There can be times when there's just a knowing and we're asked to trust that knowing. And that's when the hermit comes in because sometimes when we're in the hermit, we want to move in a way that's not in alignment for us. And we need to stop and pause and wonder why that might be. Are we trying to run away? Are we trying to brush away from something, whatever it might be? And it also might be that we are dropping into a space of comfort around just receiving that information and honoring it without needing to know the why. So the hermit is the high priestess embodied. This is somebody who lives monastically, who lives in with um, like a bodhisattva, like a Buddha, one step at a time, holding only what he can carry, seeing only the next step in front of him with that lantern light. In the wild unknown, it's a turtle, same thing. Slowness, not as a punishment or as a way of corralling or like slowing us down, but on purpose with joy. Slowness because we've taken all of the mysteries, all of the invitations of high priestess, and we've embodied them. We're connected. We're following our own road. And in a way, through that art of pausing and of moving in alignment with our intuition, we are living in alignment with our intuition. High Priestess asks us to know it, to claim it, to go in and try to listen and find it. Hermit is about embodying it, which is a whole different situation. And then we have the tower. The tower is, as I mentioned before, the only natural branch of movement that can come from doing high priestess work and hermit work. Because the tower, beyond what we know about it, the theory, what you might even think about it, all that's valid. But at its core essence, it's trusting source and trusting the universe and trusting that something bigger than you is going to any time 
we build any kind of structure, we buy into any kind of belief, we have a little piece of shrapnel, a little belief somewhere in us that's out of alignment, the more we begin to embody, encompass, and live in alignment with our high priestess, meaning the part of us that knows, that trusts, that knows that we don't need a vessel to get us to our knowing unless we really can't see it. And then that way, readers are great. Unless we embody our hermit, our wise one, our elder, the one who pauses, the one who reflects, the one who goes one step at a time before they're given more information, the tower is the intensity expressed in what happens when we live out of alignment with our soul's truth. It gets slapped away. It gets burned away immediately. It's just not in alignment for us. So it moves away. So the tower is in many ways, one of the most holy expressions of intuitive growth because the tower card and how the hands within the tower card work is very specific to one fact. The tower never comes up around anything that you are unwilling to do without a prompt. That's everyone. That is a universal truth about the tower card. Meaning if we're willing to change something, if we can see it, if we're like, oh yeah, like I've got to change this about my life, we would do it. The tower comes up around stuff that we either can't see, can't change, can't see how to change or are unwilling to change. Usually it happens around something or a life situation, whether it be internal or external, where we think, I like can't keep going, but how could I back out? And the tower goes, hold my beer. I got this. <laughs> so essentially what that means is that when we're in the tower card, we're closer to source than ever. We're actually very close to God in the tower because some part of us has done the work and opened the door to allow that to come through. This is a free will universe, baby. There has to be some part of us that says, I'm willing and available to let this be cleared and to survive it. Maybe it was a quiet moment. Maybe it was a big intentional moment. But no matter what, the tower is the sum total of the work we do in High Priestess and Hermit. Believe it or not, we I'm not making it up. It's in the vertical line. That's what it is. It's very, very powerful to consider. The vertical lines of the tower are monumentally powerful to consider. It's also very powerful to consider that the line after it is Empress, Wheel of Fortune, and the star. And the one before it is the Magician, Strength, and the Devil. There's a lot to be said there. A lot. None of which is bad. But the tower is, above all things, an initiation. It's an initiation that the ego hates because it's in direct conflict with egoic control. The tower is ruled by Mars. And so that's part of why it feels so shitty because Mars is connected to Aries. You know, it's, it's 
it's it's connected to Scorpio. It's it's a very very intense, fiery sexual. Um, it's it's a very deep planetary placement. And so when we're talking about the medicine of Mars, it often does things in a way that's super fucking intense. <laughs> and that's why the tower feels so intense. But it is an initiation. The tower is an experience where life comes in and says, you have been building on this structure or on this foundation. And the foundation is cracked. So you keep trying to fix the structure, but you can't do it. You have to knock down the whole thing and fix the foundation. Tower, by the way, is kind of like the IRS in that it sends multiple letters before, like, we're coming after your shit. Um, it whispers to us. If we're really, if we've ever had like a big tower moment, I'll talk about the examples for big tower moments. If you've ever had like a big tower moment in our lives, we might not have ever thought about it before now. The tower does come a call in. It really does. And it really comes through. It tries to talk to us. It tries to be gentle. It tries to say, this is not working, honey. This is not working. I think you know it. Are you willing to step away? Are you willing to, to admit this? Or if we're on the verge of doing something, making a choice, sometimes we make choices that are in direct conflict to our soul's knowing. We say yes when we absolutely mean no, and then we don't know how to get out of it. That's tower too. Sometimes the only way out of something is tower. And sometimes there are all different kinds of tower, which we'll talk about today, but the tower is ultimately an initiation. It's a cracking open and a clearing of something, a belief system, a structure, a relationship, some, something, anything. It can, it can truly be around anything that is not true for us, that has held a space, held court in our lives in some way, that just is clear. It's very fast. It's a very intense Often it takes some healing afterward, which is why the star comes after the tower. It's just a perfect rhythm of life. Whenever we go through tower, even if it's not so intense, um, here's some examples of tower. Um, you get outed. You're in the closet and all of a sudden you're outed and it's really fucking traumatic, but you're out and in a way you're free. And the tower in any form can be about the dissolution or the ending of a relationship that was not meant to be in one way, shape, or form, or that's not meant to continue. Um, the tower can be news of an illness or an injury in some way that can devastate us and rock our lives, but then can bring us into a space where we say, well, fuck if I have this illness or this injury, I'm not doing anything that I don't want to do anymore, which is my story. And I don't have an intense illness, but, um, that's what happened to me earlier this year, um, with 
my health news and I'm fine, but it wasn't very, it was very intense. And it was so intense that I thought, well, I have to change like literally my whole life. And there were so many things that were happening out of alignment that I just couldn't see until I could see them. And I welcome the medicine of tower because we're not really even like supposed to see them. Tower is really important. We always think like if we're in tower, we fucked up or we weren't paying attention. It's not true. It just means that we learn through experience and through contrast. And if we're wanting to make something work, 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 work for an egoic reason, and we get a little bit too close to the edge of the line and we're not really paying attention and we don't really know how to back out of it, the tower will come in and say, well, I'll just burn it to the ground for you. And then, you know, you'll be okay. And the tower wants to love us up, but that's just its attitude. It behaves like a forest fire. Forest fires are devastating, horrifying, break our fucking hearts. But in there's nothing wrong inherently with a forest fire. Like not to say that a particular fire is not horrific and devastating, but the, just like a drink in and of itself is completely innocuous. Our relationship to drinking, our experience of drinking, our opinion about drinking changes it for us, but there's nothing actually wrong with a forest fire when balanced and in alignment and in harmony, a forest fire, even though it looks like devastation, brings new growth. It shifts the the soil. It helps make the trees a little bit hardier. And in fact, the more that the trees are old, that they're, you know, old growth trees know how to withstand fire, a lot of them. So the tower is an initiation It's the most advanced intuitive step because without the foundation of some kind of self-preservation, help, support, inner knowing, we can't actually go through a full tower experience because we'll get too traumatized. So you may notice that if you've ever gone through a tower, you might have felt like, Even if you had a book, a podcast, one person, a friend, a support line, that there was something. Maybe if you're really lucky, you had a whole support team, which is awesome. But we usually have some anchor. Um, We might not be surrounded, but we have an anchor. So the universe will often give us that because we have to be able to process. The tower is about growth and aeration. It's not actually about the destruction. It's about what comes after it. But we're not always thinking about that. We're usually thinking about how shitty and terrible it is. So my first invitation to anyone listening to this in your own life, in your own practice, is to think about how any of your tower moments, and I can think of a few that I've had, um, have had to come from high priestess hermit work, have had to come through some kind of intuitive initiation, some kind of wisdom that was developed, even if it was years ago, there has to be that there. Otherwise, we're not able to stand in it. We're not able to stand. So there usually is something 
that's connected there so that we can hang out in the surrender that it asks us to. And the second thing is to begin to consider it as the initiation it is. Everyone goes through tower differently. And our stories about tower are often stressful because they have to do with tower somehow being negative or bad fortune or you're going through a hard time or something horrible is going to happen. Tower is a fate card. Tower brings change. Tower clears things out, burns them the fuck out so that we can finally plant in our soil what wants to grow. It burns off what's not um, serving us. It's a controlled burn often, even though it feels completely wild, like it's taking everything. So it will set us straight really quickly. Um, as some people mentioned, I think before, I can't remember, I listened to a podcast called My Favorite Murder. That might not be everybody's taste, certainly, but they're, the co-host, um, Karen Kilgareth, is um, so funny and I was listening to an interview with her on Mark Marin, and she was talking about how she was an alcoholic and was drinking first thing in the morning and was also on speed in the 90s. And she started to have seizures, but she didn't know it because they happened when she was asleep. And a roommate who was staying with her by chance, someone, a friend, called an ambulance because she was blue in her sleep and the roommate thought like she was dying or unconscious. And when the paramedics got there, Karen woke up, she was totally aware of herself and had to go to the hospital. And they told her, you know, you, you're having seizures. It must be from alcohol withdrawal. And she said, but I haven't stopped drinking. <laughs> I haven't even stopped drinking. And on Mark Marin, he asked her, well, like, holy shit, did you go to rehab? And she was like, no, I stopped everything. Like, scared me so bad, I just didn't do it again. So she now continues. She shared to have seizures even today. And yet, I don't know Karen Kilgariff, but that's a perfect example of a tower moment when that's just, it's not necessarily her fault. It's, it's just a part of what needed to happen to shift her out of the paradigm in this soul lifetime of alcoholism. It's just a part of it. And the seizure disorders I'm sure are challenging for her. And I'm also sure that they have their own medicine. And in my experience earlier this year, not with seizure disorder, but something very similar, not with alcoholism either. But um, sometimes we get health news that isn't about it being our fault, but is about us responding to a set of circumstances through a consequence that is so clear, so such a clap, such a bolt of lightning that we can't unsee and we have to walk forward. So for her, again, I don't know this woman, but it struck me as a perfect tower situation that we've all had these circumstances that don't necessarily turn out super duper peachy, 
Tower's major fucking medicine. There's a reason it's in the third line. We may have to deal with stuff relating to our tower situation for a while, but it changes our lives really quickly, very quickly. The turnaround is so fast, and that's because it is ultimately one of the greatest liberations in the tarot and an initiation into our truth an initiation into what might be happening underneath the behavior or the um, top of the tower, like why we need to build that extension on our tower. So that's something that's both so hard and also so easy. It's so hard because we don't want to go through it. The ego is more threatened by that than anything else. That sense of getting the rug ripped out from under it, there's nothing more scary to the ego. And the tower, unfortunately, can a lot of the time feel like the rug's getting ripped out from under us. But in truth, we're finally, the shades are being ripped open and we're finally seeing the truth that something is unacceptable, untenable, and that probably our body's been telling us this for a really long time. And that can happen with marriages. It can happen with business partnerships. It can happen with um, businesses. It can happen with brick and mortars. It can happen with where we live. It can happen with our location needing to move. It can happen with our health. And it's not a punishment. It is a, it's wings. It sets us free because after the fire's over, the field is clear. There's no, like, it's so clear that all we need to do is think about, well, okay, now that there's like this big open field, now what am I going to do? What if I actually always wanted to plant in here, but I never thought there was any time or room to do it? It can give us, in many ways, a new lease on life, which is pretty, pretty powerful to consider for such a quote unquote scary card. Um, so let's talk about the different levels and layers of tower. So I teach tower as having different layers. So let's start. There's um, top tower. There's mid-level tower. <laughs> there's ground floor tower. And then there's sub-basement tower. So we're going to start with top tower. Top tower is the easiest of all the towers. Um, and top tower, I want you to think of a house. So top tower is like lightning hits your roof and, or actually I have a better example for that. Top tower would be the equivalent of like your roof is leaking and when it rains, it doesn't bother you any other time, but when it rains, it gets wet, it's the whole thing. And you kind of know if you're a homeowner that you, it, unfortunately, it's not really a job where you can just patch the roof. You have to actually redo the roof it's just the roof. That's an example of top tower where we are going on the very top of the situation. It usually has to do with something deep, but beliefs usually is a top tower thing. If we have a belief about our bodies, about ourselves, about our deservability, about some aspect of ourselves, that is usually a top tower, not because it's so, um, actually that's like not true. I'm going to back away from that and reverse it. <laughs> because sometimes beliefs can be really like in the sub basement. 
So top tower is any time we have a situation where we're not wholly inconvenienced. We just know that in order to have a more tight seal and to not have any leaks, we need to kind of redo and repair the roof. So sometimes we can pull the tower card around something where like, let's say we write a book or writing a piece or we're creating some material and we think to ourselves, like, I feel like I have to change this whole theory or this whole structure. And then we've got to kind of pull the yarn out of the loom and not start again or, um, you know, pull some of the yarn out of the sweater and not necessarily start again, but shift into a space where we're reweaving a bit, just a little bit. So top tower is usually when we have to repair the roof. The house stays intact, but there's some part that's sort of leaking, not really true, not really in alignment for us. And so we have to not just patch the roof, but replace the roof, which is a shitty thing. But Spirit usually helps us out with that by like sending a torrential rainfall so that we're like, okay, I'll fix the fucking roof, (laughs) you know, or like a tree will hit the roof and the house will be fine, but the roof will be fucked. So in some way we kind of have to look at, you know, what's my relationship to taking care to redoing something, one part of the structure the roof of the structure, but not the structure itself. Mid-level tower is the traditional view of the tower in that, uh, in the Smith Rider weight, the towers kind of hit, um, you know, several feet down. It's not just the top. It's not just the roof. It's sort of the, um, a quarter of the tower. And that's what we're talking about. So the tower and we're talking about mid-level tower, is when we've begun to build an addition on our foundation. So before I go further, I'll just say the foundation, the tower is not us. We often think that. That's the idea. That's why it comes down so often. We are the foundation that the tower sits on. We are the ground, the soil, the roots. We are the foundation. The tower is part of the structural integrity or the structural narratives or the structural weavings that we build upon our lives. The problem is the ego tends to trick us and tends to make us think like, that's you, that's your life. Like we have this, you know, we have a job, we have a marriage, we have like a whole life, we have fame or, you know, whatever our thing is. And all of a sudden it's gone and we think we have nothing anymore. And it's not true because it's never actually been who we are. It's been a part of what we've built from our foundation. And if the foundation is in any way crooked, in any way um, groaning, in any way cracked, we have to fix that. So with mid-level tower, That's not actually a response to a cracked foundation. That's a response to something in the structure being out of alignment. So this is the more classic tower that we see. Um, 
we tried to do something because we thought it would be the right thing to do. Um, we moved somewhere, married someone, um, engaged in a project or tried to move our business in a certain direction that other people do, but we never really wanted to think about how maybe we didn't want to do it. And the business like failing or us pulling out of the business or us seeing like, my God, this business that I wanted to do, I don't actually want to do it. I just kind of want to do it because other people are doing it. That's a mid-level tower where the whole structure doesn't come down, but the top floor does, the new addition does. And that has to do with not the whole life being out of alignment. Sometimes with tower, like the whole life has to come down, but a part of the life is being lived and worked on in a way that's not in alignment for us. You know, I've shared on this podcast, like I really wanted to open up a store and really wanted to love the idea of opening up a store. And that was very important to me. And, um, that was a big time. I've been in foundational sub-basement towers. That was, even though it was really intense, that was still a mid-level tower because I still have my practice my life is the same, um, even though in some ways, like it's so different in wonderful ways, but, um, I could not continue to like, not only did the paradigm of the business have to come down, which was a beautiful paradigm, but ultimately one that I realized later was not for me, but the stress of me needing to make the financial commitment to the store needed to drop away. And, I realized I didn't even want to see people in person anymore and hadn't for a long time. And can you imagine needing to have like a, you know, having a lease on a store, like you don't really have a choice about seeing people in person. So I still see clients regularly through distance, um, service, but I, it, and I believe that that was the thing that gave me my new apartment is that finally I committed to really honoring the part of me that just didn't ever want to serve people in person. And I was finally able to honor that inner knowing that I could go deeper when I wasn't face to face with someone. That's a mid-level tower when the ego just really wants it and thinks it's the right idea. And we'll come up with a story about how like, you know, this is important for you. You need to do this that's mid-level towers when we realize like, oh, it's just not me. And that's okay. It's perfect. I'm so glad it's not me. It's okay. I'm not like this person. I'm not like that person. And that's fine because they're perfect too. But like a store, seeing people in person, having like set hours, getting in a car, commuting for work. It's not, it's not my flow. It just isn't. I work really fucking hard, but commuting isn't a part of my workflow. And spirit saw that and I just couldn't. And I needed a tower to pull me out of it. I didn't know that at the time, but of course I do now. Um, so that's an example of a mid-sized tower. And what has come out of that shift away from a store has been some of the most extraordinary expansions and growth and abundance of my life. Um, but it couldn't get in because 
like the vision for that addition on the house couldn't come in because I was so obsessed with trying to make a certain addition work. So sometimes spirit will come in with mid-level tower and will say, this isn't your, this isn't it. You're building this little, little idea of what we, what is possible for you. We want to build on your home, like a beautiful, like a deck, a finished roof, like let's, let's clear this out. Let's start again. You know, we don't want to do that, but spirit is like, I've got nothing but time. (laughs) Let's, let's hook up here. Let's figure this out. So it's a mid-level tower. Foundational tower is like, it's big time. It's definitely bigger. It's not scarier necessarily, although it can feel that way. Foundational tower is like the whole home coming down, the whole home burning down. So we can think about what is it when your house burns down? It's a huge trauma. There, you're baseless. You don't have a base for a little while. You don't have a home base. You don't have a place to root and connect and nest and be with your family. There's a lot of fear and a lot of terror and a lot of trauma around the home burning down. And a lot of the time, for multiple reasons, it has to come down. Not because, you know, it's just like, oh, like the house has to come down, but it, it often has to come down for one reason or another to move us to a different location to rebuild the home from scratch. This is an example of, you know, an example might be the disillusion of a really, really, really long marriage where the separation is very tangled, is very, very intermeshed. So, um, it's not to say that we are homeless soul wise after we move out of a relationship, but we all can identify with that in our own way at some point with our house burning down, so to speak, that internal house that we have. Because again, the tower is all about the shifting of structural narratives that are happening on that foundation. So when we pull the tower as a foundational clearing, you know, example of that is one example that I've had is that, um, I had a wellness practice with a friend and kind of at the same time, the wellness practice and my friendship like just ended and it was done. Um, it was kind of a long time coming, but it was done. And for many reasons, that was a really good thing for both of us. But, um, that I had no, there was no intuition and no tower in that wellness practice. There wasn't anything happening on my end. I wasn't offering anything like that. And I needed that foundation to be completely clear before wild soul healing came through. So again, tower never takes away anything without having something better in its place. If you pull a tower after like some shit has gone down you're probably not going to feel like excited, but just know that it's not like something happened and there's nothing else coming in. It's usually an improvement, which is pretty hard to swallow sometimes, but it's just the medicine of the tower. It usually brings, it's wanting 
to bring in improvement in some way. Um, but something has to come down in order for that to happen. Um, so yeah, foundational towers, the whole house comes down and sub-basement tower. So here's sub-basement tower. Sub-basement tower is rarer. And I think sometimes sub-basement tower happens without us being really aware that it's happening. Like we may not have the tools or the awareness, but, uh, nervous breakdowns, you know, um, sometimes marriages, sometimes family constellations, inner child work. Sub-basement tower is like, we have to go digging to retrieve the soul. Um, we've gone so far and I promise you, if you're sitting there being like, fuck, am I doing that? You're not doing that because you would know, I promise you from the bottom of my heart. So don't let your brain fuck you, fuck around with you while you're listening to this. But sub-basement tower is like everything changes. Your life changes on its axis. I still can't really explain to people how my life changed after my breakdown in 2014. Um, and what came from it because it was a sub-basement tower situation where not only did the house come down, but like all the houses came down and the dirt was dug up and I had to go sticking my hand in looking for something that I'd lost a long time ago that was buried down so deep to survive. And it's a rite of passage that not everybody has to go through, I don't think, but some of us do. And especially if there's been abuse or there's been like a crushing of spirit in some way, we have to retrieve. So that's, I think, the less likely form of tower, but it does happen where we have to even go past the basement. We have to go all the way down into the roots, into the bedrock and retrieve the bones basically of who we are to begin filling in the dirt to create a new foundation. So sub-basement tower is like, we got to clear even the foundation. Like every, it's essentially replanting a plant, but you're the plant. <laughs> and the whole thing has to come up and out. Um, it's very scary. It's very intense, but it can happen that way. And I wouldn't be here with any of you if that wasn't, if that wasn't what I chose to survive through. So the levels of tower are the roof, kind of the first story, the foundation of the house and the sub-basement of the house. So depending on where we hit, we can ask those questions by feeling into the cards around the tower. If we pull the tower in a reading, what's really going on? I would say like sub-basement towers, like less than 1% of the time. That really is something so specific. Um, I've only gone through it once. So it really, I think it's like a once in a lifetime kind of thing where it's never quite the same again. Even if you're going down to foundational tower in some way, um, in some way, we might make visits back to some of the burial sites, but we don't have to go through that tower experience quite the same again. Um, and then from there, 
we kind of move back up to high priestess and we go, okay, now that I've cleared, what do I know? And now that I know, how can I pause and receive it? And then how can I clear? So this leads me to my next piece, which is that the tower gets easier. The tower is not ever, I don't think comfortable. Like I will, I will throw down on that because I love that people feel so comfortable saying like, I love the tower. It's my favorite card. It blows and is really, really, really uncomfortable to anyone who's had PTSD or trauma of any kind. It's very upsetting. So you can love it and appreciate it, but it doesn't always feel good. And I feel like that really needs to be acknowledged um, for some of us. Um, and there needs to be a space at the table for that. So, but it does get easier. And part of the reason that it gets easier, or at the very least less intense, is because the more you start giving into your tower, the more you let your fire burn, and the more you start trusting God, whatever your word is for that, the more you start trusting that the universe has your highest and best in mind, even in ways that you can't even imagine, because moving through tower is the ultimate act of faith. It's essentially letting go what you've desired so much and have had stock in to believe that you can be free as your whole self. And that's the whole journey of line two. And it was, we go through that initiation in the tower, we heal in the star, we walk back through the shadow in the moon, and then the light shines in the sun and we're reborn. And then we make our full, um, we make kind of connection with the full circle and judgment. And then we move into the world. So it's an act of faith. It's an initiation. It's a profound clearing. And the more we do it, the more the tower gets a little softer. So meaning if we have a neural pathway grooved in us through having been through tower, appreciating what it's done, having come through the full circle of tower and seeing like, holy shit, this was so fucking shitty, but it gave me everything. Wow. My life is so different. Or this thing is so different, or it took me so long to get out of it. It took me so long to work through not trying to rebuild the old house, but instead making room for something new. Once I got through that, now I'm really open. Now things feel really possible for me. That's really cool. So once we have that kind of under us in a certain way, we can see the tower in a reading and go, take it. Great. I don't want to hold on to anything that's keeping me from a more aligned future. So it can be really hard, but our levels and our depth with high priestess and hermit get deeper because the more we're willing to clear, the more space there is to receive and the deeper we can go. So there's actually a huge intuitive initiation connected to the tower, which I think is not really spoken about at all. So that's why I'm talking about it. Everybody on planet earth has been through a tower without knowing it's a tower. And often because we don't have the archetypal skills, languaging, or backbone, unless we're using the tarot and thinking about it in these ways, we're just thinking like, I took a bad run of the dice some shit went down. 
and it really sucked for me and now it's a little better. But it's so much more than that. It's that we're living in perfect co-creation with something much greater that loves us, wants the best for us, loves us so much that it will burn down the house that we've built just to make sure that our foundations are solid, just to make sure our roots are fully centered in the ground because then tower is going to fall down anyway. So let's let it come down. Let's fix what's under it. That is what we do in the tower. Everybody has been in the tower. Everyone has experienced all four levels, at least three, if they haven't experienced sub-basement. So again, it's not like, oh, sub-basement. I I don't want anyone to experience sub-basement, but sometimes we do. And we've either been there or we haven't. It's just major shit. And you know you've been through, I'm going to tell you, you know you've been through sub-basement tower if you are talking to people who are quote-unquote spiritual and they're triggered by what you're saying because it's really heavy. If you regularly kind of blow out the nervous systems of some body workers because they do beautiful work but they're not used to sitting with someone who's been through something like that, an illness or a diagnosis or a physical experience or trauma work. Um, it's not a bad thing, but not everybody can work with energy like that and tend to view it as being like, quote unquote, either low vibe or intense or a problem. And so that will trigger their beliefs and will kind of trigger off a tower in the next person (laughs) because then they'll be forced to really look at what their beliefs are with that. Um, but that's how, you know, you've been in a sub-basement tower and, and you know, because you, it's like hell and then you, you manage to live through it and you come back to tell the tale and usually your entire life is different because you've cleared everything feet below the surface. So, um, even the ground is different underneath you, much less the foundation that you pour with your cement or whatever. The tower is a medicine that no one wants to take. And it's one of the most profoundly transformative medicines in the tarot. It will change your life quicker than any other card. It will set your bone. If it's broken so fast, you still have to heal, but your leg will not be broken anymore. That's what the tower does. It takes the shattered leg or the broken leg and it resets the bone and then says, okay, go heal. You know, okay, let's rebuild. The tower doesn't want to harm. It doesn't want to hurt. It's not about doing something wrong. It's about helping us, believe it or not, helping us help ourselves, (laughs) helping us to not engage with things that we don't want to spend our precious life on that are not a part of our soul destiny. And sometimes the tower will come in when we really believe that we can't be free. We can't, we we don't believe that we can dive into the water or fling ourselves into the pool. And once we do it, we're in the pool. It's over. We might have like, oh, nervous system stuff, but we're in. And we can survive it because we're there. So 
part of beginning to embrace the tower as the ally that it is, is to do our high priestess hermit work, believe it or not, which is why I talk about them in this lesson. So I encourage you to think about your relationship to those two archetypes and to reflect for yourself, maybe even journal about it. When have I moved through the four cycles of tower? When have I moved through the four levels? What was that like for me? How did it change me? Did it change me? Is it still trying to change me? Am I still kind of trying to like put the charred bricks back together? Is it time to walk away or time to bulldoze or time to clear? Did I not realize that I was being held and protected and redirected? Have I been in a perpetual tower for a long time? You know, these are just beautiful questions to begin to ask yourselves that can really be, I think, quite nourishing to the spirit. And that's what I have for you today. Thank you for listening. Um, I'm so excited to bring you my next guest next week. It's a big one. It's a good one. If you love this podcast, please rate it, review it on iTunes. I'll take your five-star ratings any day of the week. Um, it really helps us. And it's a beautiful thing that you can do in lieu of like listening to an ad or giving us money. And, um, uh, I am loving everybody and thanking you and bowing to you and, um, wishing you an absolutely beautiful week until we meet again. 